Welcome to The Big Bang Theory with Steve Waite and Brooke Phillips. My name is Steve Waite. I'll be your host today. For those of you that don't know the Business Centre, we're a not-for-profit with a 35-year history of helping small businesses. Now, at any time, disruption in our economy, in our society and in our personal lives uh, is normal and it impacts on us as humans. Perhaps from the stress bit, from the effect of change and what disorder can often cause in our lives. Today we would like to view this from the perspective of a small business owner and to do that we have two special guests to help us provide you with some simple advice to navigate through a period of profound business disruption and how to approach this through the lens of mental health and well-being. So joining us today are Peter McDermott from EveryMind. Based in Newcastle, EveryMind is a national institute dedicated to the prevention of mental ill health and suicide and improving well-being. Pete is the project lead and mental health and research at EveryMind with a particular focus on supporting mental health and small businesses. He has been leading the, the AHEAD for business projects since January 2019. With more than five years of experience in mental health project management and policy development, Pete has specialised in system and service improvement projects at both national and local levels in clinical settings. He also has previous experience in international development and human resource management. Pete holds a Masters of Public Health from the University of New South Wales and is a graduate in mental health practice from Griffith University and holds other qualifications in project and business management. Pete is passionate about improving outcomes for people with lived experience of mental ill health, their families and supporting people in reducing stigma around mental health issues. I'd also like to now introduce Tanya, who's our guest joining us today. She's the Director and Principal Clinical Psychologist at New Psych. New Psych began 25 years ago and has grown to a team of 50 excellent people in a beautiful space, all committed to helping people. Tanya is a qualified clinical and forensic psychologist and holds a master's degree in clinical psychology. New Psych has locations in the Hunter and across the state and supports small and medium large sized businesses across various industries such as health, hospitality, heavy industry, mining, to take care of people in a variety of ways including individual counselling, leadership support and change management. Tanya also writes a weekly column for the Newcastle Herald and is the psychologist for the paper regularly and called upon to comment on anything to do with psychology and psychological impact. She's a regular speaker on ABC Radio and is a regular guest speaker at conferences and events. And Tanya has also developed, we were talking earlier, about a mental health safety app uh, developed for businesses for critical incidents such as this, which we believe has recently been updated to take into account COVID-19. Now for today, we emphasise that if anything we cover causes you to feel you need help or support, you can call Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. We note that Beyond Blue has recently received $74 million of government funding for COVID-19 specific help on the virus, uh, and this service is now up and running. It's 24-7. Uh, both online and by phone, delivered by mental health professionals, and it is providing information and advice around COVID-19, specifically around isolation, connection, workplace and financial hardship, uh, and is a, one of the best places to go for mental health support. Of course, you can also call Lifeline, 24-hour crisis support service, uh, which is available uh, on 131114. And also for those at this time who are experiencing family domestic violence, 24-hour uh, counselling services are available across Australia uh, for people and families at risk 
uh, of domestic violence or sexual assault on 1800 RESPECT or 1800 737 We thought uh, it's very important today before we introduce our guests uh, to us at the Business Centre and indeed the guests that, that I've spoken to before today, we understand the vital importance um, of, this, of this issue in our community. But at the same time, it's a very normal thing for people to experience uh, this in the way that each person experiences it. That's quite, that's quite normal. There's no stigma to a person experiencing distress or, or finding this difficult. So we thought we'd just set the scene. So a, a small business and a workplace uh, are a microcosm of diversity that exists in our world and they are run by ordinary people with most people uh, in their business, uh, the, the, the most valuable asset in their business is the people in the business. We, we, we agreed in, in regard to that. So small businesses often spend many years and countless hours building their business and then running their business. And they often, uh, at the start of this, uh, they're, they're spending more time in the business than often they are with their family or at home. So it's a big part of our lives as small business owners. So people bring to the business an array of life experiences and, and that interacts with the occurrences in their life. People also come suffering from stresses like grief or loss or anxiety or depression or trauma. And these are all just a normal part of being human. So looking after our mental health and well-being as a business owner and our staff is a really big thing for us as business owners. We really take that to heart. So there's been, I guess now, a, never a more challenging time uh, than now for us to face a major world crisis and we've never really seen this before in our lifetimes and this has presented loss and uncertainty and isolation and financial strain and I guess it's this conversation we're going to have today with you people is that this virus, is this, is this an opportunity to reset? Is this a chance for us to re-evaluate? Uh, or is it a challenge that could overwhelm us if we don't, if we don't work our way through it? So I, I think it's very important at times like this that we be conscious of the human response, the human condition, and that we're all normal in how we respond to this. And I'd like to, to begin, I guess, with, with talking to each of you about, firstly, how is every mind dealing with this and, and the impact of the coronavirus, and how, how are you guys going with it? Um, I think it's it's certainly a new uh, working environment, and I think we're experiencing very much the same sorts of things that that um, all the other um, or like everyone else and a lot yeah. of small businesses yeah. are experiencing um, the the changing circumstances and often very quickly changing circumstances. Yeah, uh, that is impacting all of us. Um, for the Head for Business program, um, which which I lead, um, we're working really hard to um, keep. Um, up-to-date information on yep. our website, yep. which is aheadforbusiness.org.au, and that's both the kind of things that um, uh, people can get for personal support, but also yep. um, the kind of financial um, supports that are coming out yep. from federal and state government. Yep. Um, we're also actively developing new resources for the website yep. that will be coming so, out so in Pete, the next this, weeks and months. This program has been based on, on very substantial research, so the resources mm. and the material that you've put together is really coming from a, a sound academic oh, framework. Yeah. And all of those tools are available 
yep. um, through the program. Yeah, for everything's it's it's uh, government funded. It's 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 funded by the uh, the Department of Industry, yeah. and everything is available um, online for free, yeah. um, uh, and is is open for everybody. And, and it's been adapted, obviously, to take into account this this recent impact. Yeah, yeah. and we're we're um uh, we've we've got some really great resources up there at the moment. Um, uh, for the current situation where we're um, in the process of, of, okay. uh, of creating more. And we'll talk more about some of those in a little bit more detail as we, as we progress our conversation. Thanks, yeah. Pete. Tanya, for you, what's been the impact? You're a business owner, you've got staff, you've got responsibilities, you've got all that stuff we spoke about at the start. How, how are you guys coping? What are some of the, the issues? What are some of the, the experiences that you've got that you can share with us? Yeah, it's been completely unexpected um, that there's been such a huge impact upon us as a mental health provider. Yeah. Um, I would have not expected that people wouldn't be coming for their appointments, wouldn't be wanting at this particular time to be engaging in counselling. And I think there's probably a lot of reasons for that. Yeah. Um, people not wanting to go and see their GP, yeah. people feeling that the whole world's unpredictable they don't know what's going to happen and so they're just kind of bunkering down and in in a bit more of a survival mode yeah um, so as a consequence of that we've got lived experience of having to uh, both unfortunately um, put people off yeah uh, and at the same time having to adapt so yeah. we've quickly um, moving to telehealth, yeah. you know, setting up digital platforms yeah. and clients are having to adjust to that yeah. as well, understanding yeah. and everyone knows what Zoom is now yeah. and we didn't yeah. know what that was um, a month ago, yeah. um, people having to adjust that way. And probably the other aspect of our work is, as you mentioned, we support a whole range of industries. So yes. there's some industries that have been completely decimated like entertainment and yeah arts, those industries that we support. So yeah. we're supporting those business owners in how they're going to manage through this period of uncertainty. Yeah. Um, and then most other businesses have been touched in some ways. Are, are they are leaders adjusting to being a leader while people are working at home? Um, yeah. Are they adjusting to yeah. using technologies and working yeah. in different ways? So it's um, there's a lot of loss and there's also a lot of yeah. uh, evolution. Evolution in a really short space of time. Indeed. If you're enjoying our podcast today, make sure you rate and review Business Big Bang Theory through iTunes and follow and share us on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn at The Business Centre. All of us share that this is different. It's, it's, there's not a, a right response for everyone. And, and, and we're going to try and explore some of that in, in a practical way mm. with, with some of our, our questions that we'll work through now. So each of you got a different perspective, and as I have and, and as many of us have, but we're going to try now to just work our way through some of those. So given each of you and where you're coming from um, in regard to mental health, uh, Peter, from a program-focused approach, uh, helping small businesses, and, and then Tanya, I'll ask you, but uh, how do you, you, you see, um, you know, wh why is it important for small businesses at this time to look after mental health and, and how does it affect their business? What, what could you bring to, to the thinking around that? So I think it's really important to note that this um, crisis isn't happening in isolation for a lot of small businesses. They're coming off the back of a series of crises that, that uh, include bushfires, drought, um, the slowdown in, in some in some areas of, of yeah. the of the economy. Yeah. Um, I'd also really like to note that the <laughs> mental health 
is often used synonymously with mental ill health. Yes. Um, but mental health, from our organisation's perspective, certainly is it should be considered as a positive concept. Yeah. Um, uh, it's about good mental health is about social and emotional well-being of individuals and communities. Yeah. It's about the enjoyment of life. It's yeah. about the ability to cope with stress and the fulfilment of goals and potential. Yeah. And it's about the sense of connection with um, with others. I love I love that because the the stigma that we place upon it, particularly for people in business, they're often isolated. And that it's not a mental health is is not a, you know I've got mental health. It's 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 something that should be we we should walk toward, and there should be no stigma from people if we're listening and, and engaging with what we're doing now that they they should seek a way of addressing mm. that at this time that is right for them. Absolutely, yeah. and I think it's really important that I think for a lot of small business owners, well, yeah. there's two things here. Yeah. There's um there's the fact that for a lot of small business owners, yeah. their mental health is so well their their sense of self and themselves and the value that they have place on themselves is so linked to the value and success of the business yeah um and i think it's really important particularly in a time like now where there's so much about out of our control that we think of ourselves as whole people mm -hmm. um that have lots of things going on in our lives and that's successful in many aspects of our lives not yeah. just our business yeah i think the other thing is for a lot of small business owners they put themselves last they put their, their, their business first, they put their staff first, yeah. and that's totally understandable. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a prioritisation issue sometimes where, um, where small business owners understand they should be taking care of themselves, but they'll do it once they get over this next hill and this next hump. That's but as point. I said before, often all that's over the next hill is just another hill, another thing to yeah. do. Um, and so I think it's really important that small business owners are prioritising themselves and their positive mental health right now. Mm. That's a great point. And bankruptcy is something that we think about. But it was when we listened to what you've just said there, the, the professional that worked with us in that space said, this is a, a normal part of business and you can work through this and there is help. Yeah. So that, uh, you know, this adversity is something that, that is something we need to recognise as, as what it is at the time that it is, but there is more going on. And you're absolutely right, and Tanya, we were speaking about this as well, and you might like to, to, to add some, some responses to this part of our conversation, but um, putting yourself first, if you're not healthy and you're not well, then your staff are not going to be well, so you really need to not sacrifice everything for the sake of the business. Have, mm. have you got any insights at, at, yeah. in, in regard to, to this area? I think um, that concept of looking after yourself and self-care doesn't really sit well with many business owners. You probably feel like there's this story of um, my whole identity being connected with what I do. Yeah, you um, talk about setting an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah setting an it, the ideal is to set an example and take care of yourself and model healthy work practices because yeah. the people in your teams are going to be looking to yeah. you to do that. Um, but yet, at the same time, there's a lot of responsibility. I feel not only a responsibility to make things and work as hard as I can and come up with ingenious new ideas to evolve and survive this um, crisis, not just for my own family, but yeah. for everyone who works yeah. at New Psych and also all the clients. So there's yeah. these layers of people that I feel yeah. depend upon me, and yeah. yet, when we're in crisis, when we're in 
um, panic, what happens is our brain responds in our fight and flight mode, which yeah. is kind of what we need it to do. We, yeah. We've just got this reptilian part of our brain and its job is just to look for danger and respond to keep us um, yeah. safe, um, yeah. you know, to fight or to run away. Yeah. And when we're in that state for a prolonged state of period of time, what yeah. happens is we don't access that other part of our brain, that um, frontal lobe, that cortex that can think and plan and be logical and yeah. rational. And yeah. so what happens is that we can't actually think of the ingenious new ways to do things yes. and think our ways out of the situation that we're in. Yeah. And so maybe business owners might start to think, okay, um, if I want to be able to do the best I can for everybody yeah. around me, part of what I need to do is get out of this reptilian brain. And the ways to do that are exercise. The ways to do that are to have time away from work. And yeah. it's to some degree, the ways to do that, as people, uh, Peter said, connect. If you connect with someone um, and who you feel like understands and is there for you, that has an effect on your brain where it settles your nervous system. And, and you, you, when <coughs> some of the notes that we went through that we prepared, we, we, you were talking also about that people are separated and, and yeah. isolated, and often that is very much the case in small business, and I'm sure mm. you find that from research. But, but I was sharing with you from our experience, we're finding lots of agencies, organisations previously that had in-person meetings of, of, of so you'd be surprised how many people have responded to Zoom and, mm. and to having a, an ability to be able to stay connected and it's important to stay connected, would we agree? I think we're at the end of the day we're, we're social animals yeah. and we need to stay connected and uh, as Tanya said yeah. it, it has tremendous impact on our mental health and sense, sense of well-being um, and that's more hard, that's harder right now with the physical distancing that we have, but we can, um, uh, but there's so much great technology out there and there, there are abilities for us to remain connected in, in different ways. It really probably requires a little bit more effort, but yeah. um, the, the benefits are there um, and are, are really profound. And Ahead for Business is an example of a digital platform that, that provides that facility for people to be able to stay connected? Uh, not at the moment, but that's actually something we're that's working coming. on for, for, um, for launch at the end of June. Brilliant. That's wonderful. Great timing. Yeah. Before we sort of close in this area here, Tanya, you're also talking about a schema and taking small steps and, and limiting your work as you, in every day. Yeah, I guess along those lines of connection, um, yep. I think um, often people that choose to venture out into that brave land of being a business owner will have a real sense of themselves as being connected to what they do and it they put so much time and effort into making this thing work that it ends up being like a family member. It ends up mm. taking a whole big chunk of your life to make it work. And then it becomes a little bit like gambling in a way. Sometimes when yeah. a gambler's got a limited amount of resources and they're sitting in front of a poker machine and they think, all right, well, I need to go home to my family with this amount of money left, but maybe if, I wow. if it just yeah. pays out, I'll insight. just put another bit in. And yeah. so sometimes businesses can be like that where you, you just give a little bit more time and maybe this will yeah. work out. Yeah. But in the meantime, other relationships might be not as 
much um, invested in them perhaps and so connection is about connecting with other people um, in a professional context but it can be also really important to notice what are you putting into those other relationships in wow. your life at, at the moment yeah. because um, the whole world is having um, you know the whole world is uncertain we're all yeah. uncertain what's going to happen with with COVID right now, yeah. for example. Yeah. Um, and so keeping our relationships strong, whether that's with your partner, whether mm. that's with your kids, whether that's with your social connections, mm. um, is something really important to invest in um, right now, as well as in the business well, that's, too. That's a great segue into the next <coughs> area, because we're gonna take a bit of a deeper dive into what challenges might small businesses currently be experiencing. and so. There is that very much the individual response, but the the existing structures in our society are still there. So some of the 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 challenges, the social challenges, the behavioural challenges, the disadvantage, it may, may be somewhat elevated, or, or or a person might find in their business at this time as an individual that, that this is triggering a triggering event for them. And um, we heard the the prime minister last night. Uh, very emotional in regards to talking about funerals and, and imagine the, the, com the compounding impact of that now for people and they've got a business. So let's take a, a bit of a, a deeper dive there about, so what challenges do, we, do you both think, we'll start with you Pete, mm. uh, that, that, that people might have in small business currently and what, mm. what, what sort of insights have you got there? So uh, we, we, did, we did quite a bit of research yeah. around the challenges for, for small businesses early on yeah. and looking at those I really think that they're still there, they're just exacerbated yeah. by the current situation. So financial stress is obviously a big one yeah. um, for people but then there's the obligation to work when sick uh, which business owners yeah. frequently experience and that's so much more complex now. Yeah. Um, there's having multiple responsibilities and responsibilities for staff and particularly if you're linking up sickness and financial responsibility yeah. um, and then your responsibility for, for your staff and, if, and keeping staff mm. and keeping staff employed, that's, that's really yeah. so immense. Yeah. And I think that what we've talked about already, which is really significant and probably is getting worse for a lot of small businesses, is the challenges of maintaining a work-life balance. Yeah. We were talking before about for a lot of small businesses, yeah. there's no such thing you know as work-life balance but uh, even more significant you know if let's say people are used to working from an office but now they're working from home yeah. boundaries sort of um start to that, that maybe were in place before yes. start to slide um, screen time absolutely you know? is yeah. um you know how exactly yeah. um uh, i think um i'm i'm certainly experiencing um death by zoom yeah. you know yeah. there's only so much back time back. you can yeah. back yeah. to back you, yeah. you don't have the you can't break up the kind of computer time with yeah. you know real person time it's all happening on the computer yeah. and i think a lot of that um that's really challenging for for small businesses so we're going to talk a little bit later you've got some really interesting insights on on post-traumatic growth we'll talk about it later but just to come back to to some of your notes that you gave me to, to, to allow us to, to talk about this part of challenge. You know, fear of the unknown, fear of failure, you know, being fair, adapting to change. What, what are mm. your thoughts about the challenges that small businesses face, both from your own perspective, but also from a clinical perspective? Yeah, well, I think that the fear of the unknown is probably the, the biggest thing that's 
um, most difficult to deal with for mm. all of us. Mm. We, I can remember, you know, waiting to see what the Prime Minister was going to say yeah. today, what's mm. going to happen in tomorrow, yeah. um, and certainly in those early phases, and we're still not sure. Are we going to open up again? Are we going to see if we can... Yeah flatten the curve or eliminate the curve? What's going to happen when we open up again? Is, is are things going to escalate? Are we going to end up like um, the UK or Italy or even the US? Um, and all of that uncertainty means we don't quite really know what we're adapting to. So having to bring in telehealth, but will we never go back to um, working in a practice again? What's what's it going to look like? And I think one of the things we've explored as a, as a work, a group of people working together, um, is the implementation of, of working from home and trust mm. uh, uh, and, and, and gender roles and childcare and, yeah. and, you know, all the backgrounds you see. What sort of background has this person got? Have they got a carefully constructed bookshelf with, you know, <laughs> interesting titles or a piece of art or mm. a, a child running through or a husband, you know, running into the bathroom what, or a partner? So w w how have you guys found that shift and, and, and what do you think about that, that shift across to working from home and, and, and that whole environment that we've got mm. people now operating in? Yeah, I, I think this, is, this moment in time just shows us how resilient we are. Aren't we amazing that mostly we're in a very short space of time, what are we talking about, a month? Mm. Um, yeah. No one felt like shaking their hands when we met. We just yeah. knew you don't yeah, do that true. anymore. Um, yeah. Everybody, I'm, I'm really quite moved at how Australians have all worked together to accept that um, you know, you never see any more than two people walking down yeah, the agree. street and exercising. I was, I was overwhelmed by the, our work group, how they adapted so beautifully and, and yeah. so almost seamlessly. And then we're, we're just making fine mm. attunement on it now in regards mm. to not being available from eight in the morning to 11 at night, just doing a normal day and, and, and just mm. communicating with each other about what we're doing and when we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. So I think we'll look back on this time and think, how amazing it was that we adapted. But also, I hope that we can be um, kind and gentle to ourselves around yeah. the idea of what failure is. I know um, the fear of failure probably drives a, a lot of us, and certainly business owners, that's something that hangs over your head. Um, and if your self-esteem is connected to how well your business is doing and now you're not doing so well or you've um, lost your business, perhaps one of, the, one of the factors that might make this a bit easier is yeah. that it in fact wasn't your fault. Um, wow. And it also that it's a shared experience, isn't yeah. it? Like I know that um, when things have been hard for me that there's some real sense of connection in that everybody is going through these difficult times mm. um, and that you're not alone and that mm. that can be a comfort as well kind of the shared humanity that you mentioned mm. at the mm. beginning mm. that can be something that can mm. help us through this difficult time let's talk all things small business for some practical advice and direction dm us on facebook or instagram at the business center Let's move on a little bit further and I'd like to now talk about what can small businesses do to support themselves and their staff during this time. And, and before we begin answering, I just want to hark back again to a couple of early webcasts where our 
our accountants and, and the people that had a sense of, of access to government support and stimulus, even getting a reset that we spoke about at the start, even fi finding out who, who is eligible for an allowance which provides a financial release to the business. So resetting is really important uh, and, and that then can inform how you uh, are able to adapt and adjust at this point in time and plan. Um, so it's important, I think, that, that people understand that there is relief available, that there is support available. So coming to that, what sort of support do you see that, that's available to people during this time? The, the kind of things that we talk about um, with the Head for Business, one of them I've already touched on is prioritising your mental health. Um, I think it's really important to acknowledge that the current environment is very challenging yeah. and to seek support um, if you're experiencing stress and issues pertaining to the current situation. We've got some yeah. great um, resources available at okay. headforbusiness.org.au. Yeah. I think another thing is, I know while this is a bit difficult, this could be really seen for a lot of people as a period that they can, um, uh, as, or a time that they can invest either in their business or in themselves. Um, and to go back to some basics, yeah. why did you start this business? Yeah. Um, what do you enjoy about running the business? What are some things that you could be doing um, to ensure that you could focus on, more on the things you enjoy and less on the things you don't um, uh, through outsourcing or through um, technology means? Yeah. Um, and for yourself, what are things you can do for yourself to ensure work-life balance? Mm. Um, so for that, I think there's there's a, f a few big things. Yeah. Um, the three big basics, the yeah. same for mental health and this, physical health. This is from the research piece. Um, yeah. uh, this is very well known. It's, it's yeah. across, it's very well okay. researched. Yeah. So sleeping better, eating better, exercising more, they have profound impacts on our mental health. Wow. Um, sleeping better um, is, a, it can be things like improving your, um, what's called sleep hygiene. So the time before you're going to bed, getting yourself ready in certain ways with uh, turning off screens, that sort of thing, giving yourself a wider window for sleeping. Um, eating better can just be adding a few extra things that are more nourishing into your diet. Um, exercising more can just be 30 minutes a day. In fact, there's good evidence to say 10 minutes a day of, of good solid exercise gives huge amounts to our, our physical yeah. and mental health. Yeah. Um, and I think then from there, there's other great things. We've already talked about connecting with other people. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important for us to keep learning, both yeah. in terms of things directly about our business, but also more widely. Yes. I think that that, that adds a lot to us. Yeah. Um, being present, um, it's so easy at the moment to worry about all the things, everything that's going on in our community, our country, the world. Mm. But I think it's really important for us to take time to be present to ourselves in this current moment okay. um, and, and give and to look at the positives that are going on uh, for ourselves. Yeah. Um, helping others, um, doing stuff to help others, yeah. it, does, it does profound things for our mental health. Wow. Okay. Um, and I think finally, I'd just like to say there's no shame in seeking professional help. Exactly. You don't have to have a mental illness. You don't have to be in a personal crisis yeah. to seek mental health. Um, a, a psychologist or a counsellor can help in so many different ways. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's really important to think about um, working towards thriving and not just surviving. Thanks, Pete. That's a great insight. Uh, Tanya, have you got any thoughts there as well about what people can do, you know, to themselves? Are you any, any thoughts? Um, I guess I, I um, agree with with the points that you've raised. Oh, don't I leave think, it too long. Get the, get the help. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, 
Probably what's difficult um, for people in business is at this moment in time, and you kind of touched on that before, mm. at this moment in time, mm. just before this virus uh, came to us, we were already dealing with yeah. uh, the, the stuff of life. We were already dealing with stress and worry yeah. and pressure and wanting to make sure everything was okay and whatever was going on in our lives. Yeah. Um, and so we've not only got that, now we've got this additional level of yeah. um, uncertainty and fear. Yeah. Um, when when psychologists are working with people around dealing with these situations, probably one of the most important things to do, aside from the exercise, and the exercise um, for your mental health, not for your physical health. So the wow, exercise, okay. what that does That's is settle your nervous system, like I was yeah, talking yeah. about before. Yeah. Um, and the diet for your mental health, not for keeping your weight yeah. um, in check is because there's some real links between um, your gut health and your mental health and the okay. evidence is starting to grow along those yeah. lines. So yeah. making sure your gut health is um, yeah. is optimal, those kind of things. Um, but in, in addition, it's really keeping an eye on your thinking. Um, we have a tendency when we're in a a panicky and uncertain period of time to think the worst and evolutionarily speaking that suits yeah. us you know yeah. if we were cave people on the savannah and there was a rustle in the grass it did us much yeah. better um, uh, for our survival to think maybe that's a tiger than to think oh it's yeah. just the wind blowing yeah. <laughs> and so when we're under under threatened danger we have a tendency to think the worst yeah. and in some ways business uh, owners are used to that we're mm. used to kind of thinking yeah. I've got a plan for the worst and hope for the best but yeah. just to keep an eye on your thinking and to start to notice just because I think this doesn't mean it's true yeah. and also accept what you can influence and what you can't influence yeah. and sit in the place where you there is something that you can do about it and accept yeah. the things that you can't control. Okay. Now, I know on your notes that you shared with me, we were going, <coughs> going to get on where, where people can get help in regards to EAPS or, or, or Medicare. And we've got a question from Jolene who asks us, uh, is there support for business owners um, that want to get some therapeutic help for free. So is the, currently yeah. through telehealth and the government response, what does that yeah. mean? Yeah, so uh, the, the government um, very soon after mm -hmm. this happened yeah. um, announced that a telepsychologist could provide mental health services via yeah. telehealth yeah. Um, with a referral from a GP. Yeah. And so what that means is finding a practice that is offering telehealth yeah. um, going to see a GP, which can be via telehealth as well, getting yes. a mental health care plan, okay. um, and then finding a practice that's willing to bulk bill that, yeah. or if they're not bulk billing, they'll charge a small, small gap. Mm. So that's, and like that's were, available. Like you were saying, Peter, it's not, it's, it get, get some help. It's just, mm. it's just a, it's not a, it's not a problem. I want to say for a lot of people that sounds like it's really complicated yeah. but like yeah. if you go to your GP and just say I'd like to I have, I'm experiencing this I'd like to get on a mental yeah. health plan they'll like <coughs> yeah. it's it's a very quick process yeah. if you call a a, a, a a psychology office and have a chat with them it's a it's all it, it all flows quite quickly quite easily it's, mm. it's not it, it sometimes before it sometimes feels like a big hurdle a barrier but, but or an obstacle a big barrier yeah, yeah. but it's it's really um, it's a, it's, it can be two phone calls. Yep. Yeah.
Do you have a part-time business that you'd like to take full-time and beyond? Our experienced business advisors can support you in growing your area and making that big bang in business. Contact us at businesscentre.com.au. How do we get small business owners to talk about their mental ill health and how do we find out who they are and that people need help? Often people will isolate. Is there any thoughts about you know, referring a friend or, or, or finding someone in difficulty? What, what can we do? Um, what, what, what are your thoughts? I think, it's, yeah, isolation is, um, particularly when we're concerned, and as many small businesses are, about their reputation. Yes. And we're so good. Stigma is such a terrible, yes. um, uh, has such a terrible <laughs> effect on us. And we're so concerned about how it's going to make us look. But if we consider our, I think, our, our shared humanity, uh, the kind of kindness that I'm definitely seeing mm. out there in the world at the moment, mm. This is, things are shifting and it's, 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 it's not shameful. Um, and I think it's really important for us to be um, uh, not just looking after ourselves, but to be checking in with people we might be concerned yeah. for and, um, and talking to them. And you never know when someone, um, what kind of push someone might need before they, they go and seek help. And, and I, I really think that coming out people are probably like we said buckling down at the moment mm. but I really hope that um, coming out of you know once once things hopefully settle a little bit mm. um, people will start reaching out to seek yeah. help so what are some of the signals or you know or what, what are your thoughts yeah. um, so I think that the government's done an amazing job in not only um, implementing some um, change around keeping us physically safe. Almost with every conversation they've talked about people's mental health as well. Mm -hmm. And because there's the physical risk, there's the economic impact yeah. and then the mental health. So um, I think that they have really set the agenda to um, normalise people's emotional distress. Yeah. And certainly if you think back to previous um, difficulties um, and uh, you know, this, the Spanish flu, for example. Yes. I bet no one was talking about mental health uh -huh. back then. So uh -huh. we've really progressed a long way. I yeah. think that um, admitting our own vulnerabilities really help. Yes. Um, sometimes it can feel difficult to say to someone, you know what, I, like I'm a little bit worried about you. And of course, yeah. it's hard to find the words sometimes. Yes. And sometimes we feel a bit uncomfortable about, oh, that's your private stuff yeah, and maybe yeah. I shouldn't be asking yeah. but sometimes it can come from acknowledging your own vulnerabilities too if you can okay. say you know when I find in the businesses I work with if the leader's able to say you know sometimes I'm finding this hard myself what's yeah. it like for you yeah it's kind of an inroad there and it's just checking in and you, you yeah. also talking to us about um, the availability of each programs which we have here and we've recirculated that to our team yeah so there, there are yep. programs as well you can access and does your business offer that service yeah yep so we um, we and um, other organizations around the country office offer employee assistance programs so how does and that work how does it work yeah so it's just about having a relationship with a provider um, making sure that they've got relevant experience to your particular industry and connecting in with them and they'll offer individual counselling to your employees and right. sometimes it's extended to family members and it's completely confidential. 
um, they might be. I understand that. So, so that no one knows. No one knows. You just get a report at the end of the month saying yeah. you've had three sessions and, yeah. and, and it's discreetly yeah. handled and, and all yeah. appropriate processes are put in place. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or it might be um, you, that's the place you go to, you know, if, if yeah. he's worried. Oh, you know, I'm not quite sure. I'm worried about this person. What can I do? And maybe you don't already have an EAP relationship, but it, now might be a good time to reach out to someone and say, I'd like to make, and we've had a lot of people do that, I'd like to make um, it available for my people. Yeah. And we just do a fee-for-service and other providers might do the same, where yeah. if someone uses it, you pay for it, okay. and if they don't, they don't use so it. So it could have peaks and ebbs and flows. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, but it's an offer. It's yeah. saying as a leader, you know what, like I'm worried about you guys, here's an opportunity for you. Another question here from who, uh, Linda asks, how do we monitor employees while they're working from home? Mm. Any thoughts about that? It's, it's a novel thing for those of us not used to it. One of our team members is from uh, Scandinavia and, 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 and in some of those places it's, it's much more the norm. Yep. And she brought some really great thinking to us. We've got a little kitchen channel on our Slack channel so we can have a water cooler conversation. Yeah. We've we developed some etiquette about using um, those meetings and we don't talk about, we're really hard not to talk about work, but we try not to. Mm. We just say, how are you? What's the weather like? What are you idea. eating? Yep. So what, what sort of things uh, can we do around monitoring? Monitoring is a funny word. People yeah. at home, any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important, particularly in a time like this, and every working relationship is different, but to come from a position of trust. So, like you say, monitoring is a, is a tough word, but checking in and that sort of thing and putting in place different kinds of meetings. I think it's very easy in these times to become very task oriented in our meetings. Yeah. We don't, um, uh, so putting in place the things with our meetings um, and it, it feels, it might feel a bit clunky, but it works. Yeah. Like having a little icebreaker at the beginning of meetings where maybe you talk about your favorite movie of all time, yeah. um, putting in place a half an hour, like coffee chat once every two weeks um, in, in the diary where you um, come with a hot beverage and you just have a chat about life. Yeah. Um, and these, these sorts of things are, are going to um, uh, have a big impact on, on feeling connected yeah. um, and, and, um, and maintaining a sense of, of common humanity. Yeah. I know you've got a range of tools, so we'll just look at our next question, which is what resources do you have and, and how, how are people eligible for them in your, from your perspective? Absolutely. Perhaps, Tanya, you might have some insights as well there about tools and, and resources that mm -hmm. are available to people in small business. <laughs> so Ahead for Business is an a, um, online e-mental health resource funded by the Department of, of uh, Industry and includes, it's a website that's targeted at small business owners, yeah. um, connecting them with practical tools, tips and programs to support them in managing stress, building resilience, improving performance, um, making mental health an achievable focus for their business. Yeah. So that's available at headforbusiness.org.au. Yeah. It has articles about sleep, about um, managing stress and these sorts of things. Yeah. The Ahead for Business website also has a great summary of mental health health and financial resources yeah. that are becoming available for, to support small business in that this time. Yeah. I'd also really like to give a shout out, I think you did it at the beginning, uh, to Beyond Blue. They've developed some fantastic resources specific to managing uh, coronavirus and there's a dedicated helpline and that can be found at coronavirus.beyondblue.org.au. Okay. Fantastic. And you, you shared some stuff with us before we, we met today as well. Have you got any other insights in regards to resources, Tanya? Black Dog. Yes. And also Russ Harris has developed what he calls Face COVID. 
and there's a lovely little YouTube. So if you Google Russ Harris, he's a GP. Russ Harris face COVID. Yeah, face COVID. And he's a GP who um, developed a kind of therapy called ACT. And so search that up and it's a fantastic little video that is really, really helpful. There's also a couple of great TED Talks about the benefits of exercise that I can yep. share with you that would be great. later we'll do on that. Yep. and also about changing habits as well yep. because I guess this is a time when mm. we have an emotional pain so we have a problem and we have an emotional pain mm. and then what we usually do when we have an emotional pain is try and avoid it yep. and the ways that we use to avoid that emotional pain yep. might be isolating ourselves it might be drinking too much it might yep. be eating too much it yep. might be avoiding the things that we know are good for ourselves and then we end up with two problems so yes. it's sticking to those habits that will yeah. for the long term be what you need most in that moment rather yeah. than kind of thinking oh this is all hard I'll resort to yeah. scotch at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you have a business idea but you're not sure it'll work? We have small business toolboxes and expert business advisors to support and guide you through your startup process. Contact us via our website to find out how. Businesscentre.com.au. We've just got a couple more questions we'll go to, which I think would be great for us to, to get to. So Sandra asks, I'm feeling like small things tip me over into a super stressed state. Is this normal? How can I do better with that? Tanya, any thoughts? Yeah. Uh, Sandra, that's absolutely normal. normal. And um, that's a lot of people are, are talking about that. I think that, Sandra, what that is, is that's the fight and flight response. So when we're in danger, we're on high alert, yeah. um, we're stretched physically and emotionally, yeah. and our system is in overload and we're scanning the environment for danger all the time. So little, it's like we're at the top if this is what it takes to break we're pretty close to that yep. so the things to do is to bring that back down it is the yep. it's exercising for your mental health not for your physical health I think that's a really good delineation you make there about just exercising for that you know that that sort of stereotype or that that um dominant you know, insight or thought about exercise. That's a really good insight. Yeah, because we tend to think you yeah. just exercise for fitness, but no, no. You're, right now, that's what yeah. you're doing. The single best thing you can do for your mental health, health right now is the exercise and the connecting. Yeah. And it's watching your thoughts as well. Have a yeah. look at that face COVID, Sandra. I think that'll okay. really mm. make a difference. It helps me, yeah. that's uh, for sure. A uh, 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 metaphor I really love for this is the stress bucket. The idea that we've we've got we've got a, a, a bucket that, that fills with stress and naturally it goes up and down, yeah. but there is a total that we can ha have. Yes. And if we go above that, then things things go over. You know, it, yeah. the, the, the the stress goes over, and yeah. we sort of um, can um, can it can cause us to have a crisis. Yeah. And I, I I love what Tanya's saying. These are things that sort of allow us to, to, to pull some water out of the bucket, yeah. to pull some stress out of the bucket. Yeah. That gives us the space, I yeah. think, to, um, to uh, help manage the day-to-day. -day. Sure. Can I just add one Please, little yeah. thing um, yeah. for Sandra? So when that happens, 
sometimes we can be really critical of ourselves. We can say, oh, you know, I'm not dealing with things and little things are making me really cranky. Yeah. I guess the, the choice is to start to notice what you can do to change that. But yeah. the other part is to be compassionate to yourself mm, yes. rather than critical, rather than beating up about yourself, yes. to yourself for your internal voices to say, yeah. you know what, this is tough, this is hard, yeah. um, and be more gentle. Okay. We've got one more question and then I'm going to get to my closing so John asks, Zoom doesn't do it for me. In fact, it's draining me. How can I build up my energy that I usually get in person-to-person -person contact? Really mm. great question. It I is think, a great question. I, I, and, I think yeah. that, well, something I've heard a lot recently is take care of our extroverts. Uh, you know, it's, uh, for people like people like me who are a bit introverted, this is our time yeah, in some respects. Yep. But for extroverts who to get yeah. um, who get their energy from that person to person contact, yeah. um, this is a really tough time. I don't yeah. have a great answer. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm assuming you're an extrovert, as you as you say, John. Um, but maybe it's finding those creative ways and different ways to connect. Yeah. You know, um, maybe it's going running with someone, in, yeah. and because you're allowed to yeah. go outside and exercise, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's I guess it's finding creative ways and being gentle with yourself around. Yeah. You know, I noticed that this is difficult for me. What can I do to help? manage how I'm feeling in yeah. this situation. And I guess it, it is the same for everyone because I can I can empathise with that statement um, from work being with a work group we, we, we do a lot together we're very collaborative mm. and sometimes we, and we've had a couple of, of interesting and, and exciting and and you know challenging uh, pieces of information that we've had as a business and sometimes you it's lovely to be able to see the, the, per, the people's human reaction to that and, and, and Zoom or these platforms don't necessarily, you don't pick up on those yeah. subtleties of eyes turning away or, yeah. or heads going down or um, people breathing out, uh, you know, so, it, but it is the same for all of us, isn't it? I mm. think it's just giving as much as we can to allow people to, 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 to express themselves mm. in the best way we can. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And getting, get outside, <laughs> like that's, a, I think that's a big one is like, it, yeah, you've got to keep distance, but like we can still go for coffees. Yeah. We can still exercise in places where there's other people. Keep your distance, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but but don't. Um, I think it's easy for us to feel isolated and trapped at home. Yeah. Um, if you're feeling well, you can still go outside to do certain things, okay. and that's okay. All right. Um, I'd like, firstly, now though, to thank you. It's time up for us at the moment. Thank you, Peter McDermott from Every Mind and Tanya Davis from New Psych. If you'd like to contact Peter or Tanya, reach out to us here at the Business Centre and we'll forward on your details. Please like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram or Twitter or Google the Business Centre to find out more about how we can help you. We thank and acknowledge the support of the New South Wales Government's Business Connect program in funding the development and production of these small business disruption webcasts. You can Google the New South Wales Business Connect program and register for more fully subsidised one-on-one -on -one free support. And a reminder before we close today, if you found this has resulted in you or anyone in your network feeling a need for help or support for mental health issues, please call Beyond Blue on 1300 224636 or Lifeline on 131 114. And if you've experienced or at risk of family and domestic violence or sexual assault, call 1800 RESPECT or 1800 737 732. Thank you for joining me. Thank you again to Pete and Tanya. We really appreciate your time and your generosity in preparing for this and sharing your insights. 
And that's all for us now. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business Big Bang Theory podcast. Do you know someone we should talk to? Do you have an idea for a topic we should cover? Or would you like to be featured on an upcoming show? Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email with podcast as the subject line to info at businesscentre.com.au.